Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. Along with an outstanding career as a queer social documentary photographer and exhibiting artist and curator, Seymour Hardy was also a director of Pride, the Lesbian and Gay Community Centre in the 1980s. She was born in Darlinghurst and trained at the National Art School, College of Fine Arts and Sydney College of the Arts. And she has successfully left the corporate and community commercial photography world with her life intact. She performed this story at the State Library of New South Wales. I was hanging around the pre-production stage of Sleazeball 91 when Fiona Cunningham-Reed introduced me to her producer and sound engineer for a documentary that they were making for Channel 4 in London. Martine didn't say much, but she was enthusiastic enough to show me up to the rafters in the Royal Hall of Industries from where she thought I would have a great shot. Little did she know that great heights are not a turn-on for me. I didn't have a nosebleed, but I was pretty impressed that she was nimble enough to show me the way up to the rafters. At that time, I had been a freelance photographer working for the Sydney Star Observer, documenting sleaze, Mardi Gras, protests, rallies, and, what was it, pollies? (laughs) For a number of years. I had my routines for the big parties. For example, um, I ensured that I was on the media podiums before any of the shows so that I could be well positioned to make sure I got the shot. And I also mingled and shot the people um, who appealed to my sensibilities, that is their imaginative costumes or attitudes. The night at the party, it was around 4 a.m. in the VIP guest bar when Fiona offered to buy me a drink. We chatted a little while and then Martine showed up again. Martine was taking, talking about things and accidentally dropped something. As she picked it up, I pinched her on the bottom. (laughs) She turned around smiling and the next thing I remember, we started kissing at the bar. Philippa Playford still remembers both of us coming away with smeared lipstick, my lipstick, all over our faces. We then walked around the party with 10,000 other queers, completing our mutual work obligations, until it was around 6 a.m. when I asked her that classic question, your place or mine? I was smitten. That was some 32 years ago now. My career as a social documentary photographer was not my first choice. I have been a waitress, housemaid, secretary, registered nurse, cleaner, palliative care nurse, student a number of times, and someone who likes to read, do things, and learn by mistakes. Having no defined career path when I left high school, it took a while for me to settle into where I really wanted to go. A couple of mental breakdowns enabled me to learn that when I was not happy, my life and psyche would not function. Art was my way to a healthier expression of myself. We second children have very specific psychological issues that I'm sure have been documented widely. (laughs) 
I've always put diaries together to connect my memories, films, exhibitions, and things that are significant to me, a sort of tangible way to create a place for myself and gain an understanding of where I fit. And they're going to be in the archives too, down in um, Victoria. When I was a registered nurse, I was taught how to observe people, especially post-op when a patient's colour can change, their pain levels are heightened, and they may or may not be in trouble. Observations and watching people have been a pleasure and a major skill that I have developed my entire life, as I have been what I call a professional voyeur for a long time. I'm curious about the human condition and watching how people act, dance, laugh, play, and respond to situations that fascinate me. As number two in the family, I took a back seat to my older sister. I followed in her footsteps in the early years as we were almost twins. I have grown to enjoy discussing, creating, and making art that can express my feelings, politics, and voice in many different ways. My older sister died when she was 49 of multiple myeloma. Martin and I had just come back from our annual trip to visit her parents in Belgium, and my father phoned to ask me, did I want the good news or the bad news? He didn't wait to tell me the good news. He just blurted out that Mark Mary had cancer. We had been very close. 11 months apart at birth. Our mother would dress us in similar outfits to save money on cloth. Very sound of music. <laughs> we were part of the 10% at school who caused a little trouble with the nuns. They deserved it. <laughs> she was the eldest of five children and expected to be the responsible one. I didn't have that role, as my father had hoped for a boy and was disappointed until the third child was a boy. My father was devastated when my sister was diagnosed. We all were. However, I managed to organise the family to spend time with her in the five months she had left. My sister came home to be cared for by my parents, who were both retired and in their late 70s. Being a nurse, I went to St Vincent's Palliative Care Centre to find out what my sister's diagnosis meant. I was told it was going to be the quality of life, not the quantity of life, that Margaret Mary had remaining. Realising that my parents would need support looking after my sister at home, I organised for my siblings to spend a weekend each with her so that our parents could get away and recharge their batteries a little. My sister spent quality time with us all towards the end, and although she didn't die at home, her last days were in a hospital bed after a final bone marrow transfusion. Just prior to the transfusion, I had one last conversation with her about who would look after mum and dad when she was no longer there, as she had been their first child and a go-between all her life. She thought they needed her, but I comforted her and said she need not worry about them because they had each other and that she should look after herself. I gave her permission to leave. Seems sort of queer to me. Then 12 months later, my father died and left me my mother <laughs> for 17 years. In my experience, we queers are usually expected to supply the support to senior family members as we often have no children of our own. Death is what it is, but as friends leave, I feel the resilience that I have learned is directly related to my experiences as a queer person, especially as so many friends have died of HIV and AIDS always aware of the other's experience, careful about what we should or shouldn't do, and finally, respectful of what we have achieved. 
Life is short and we should be pleased with what we have achieved in our community, our lovers and our friends, and if we are lucky enough to still have them, and our families. As a 68-year-old with an amazing life partner, I feel privileged to be standing here and proud of the work I have in this exhibition and in the City of Sydney archives, which are free for academics and future queers to access, and they're online. Don't be deceived by my, my illustrious career. It takes many individuals to have the community we have now. Always be vigilant. Be prepared to go to the streets to support, fight, and be part of the progressive side of culture. Listen to those who need support, trans, indigenous, refugees, and disabled. We, the marginalised, need to stick together and support each other. And as marginalised individuals, we should understand how we need to vote yes for a voice to parliament. Listen to First Nations people. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, share your favourite tales on the socials, and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. You can also follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.